Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm Chris Pullman. And I'm Gloria Eckerman. And our, uh... I was about to make a funny joke here, but then it escaped me. <laughs> Just pretend that I made one and then laugh. <laughs> there you go. See, right there. Good enough. All right. This week we'll be talking... That's how I do jokes. I'm a dad now. Season 8, Episode 7, Nurse Doctor, and Season 8, Episode 8, Private Finance. Nurse Doctor has two main parts to the plot. The first part is there's a water shortage. In fact... Hawkeye gets his shower in, and BJ doesn't get to shower because they find out the trucks aren't coming. Mm -hmm. um, the second part is there's a nurse, Gail, Lieutenant Gail Harris, mm -hmm. and she is studying to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And this does not always go over well because women aren't meant to be doctors back then. But being the progressive camp that it is, mm -hmm. um, Father Mulcahy was helping her study. Mm -hmm. So... They that's, got close. They got very close. Because that's what happens when someone helps someone else. Isn't that called transference? Something like yes. that, yeah. When someone helps you, or a doctor, or, a, you know, and, and it's called transference. Mm -hmm. You got attached to and fall in love with that person who helped you. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk more about that. I, I just really like this episode because of that because of this relationship that uh gail and father mulcahy form but then also because of what father mulcahy does to try and try and figure out what to do about this and we'll, we'll get to that but. i'm guessing this is the first time someone's had a crush on him yeah <laughs> it feels like that doesn't it seemed a little bit out of his realm <laughs> yeah yeah um out of his comfort zone yeah there. and and as far as the the water shortage they they don't get water again until the end but where how else does that play into the plot well they have to save all the water for surgery yeah. so no one gets to shower but winchester always seems to be clean mm -hmm. and well shaven and well shaven and his hair was washed mm-hmm and so Hawkeye and BJ start to follow him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I, I think it's a small enough part of the plot that we can just yeah. wrap that up. What do they find out? He has sparkling water, or it's not. It's club soda. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's not. So it's not even water. It's club soda. Yeah. It like so like it's not sugar water. It would be like uh, Canada Dry. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. Yeah, it, it's just carbonated water. So it was bubbly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Charles is in the shower soaping up, and Hawk and BJ come in, and uh, BJ is, like, rinsing his arms off with the water that's in this basin. It's and funny, though, that he's covered in soap, and he yeah. doesn't wipe it off. I'm like, oh, yeah. I would have wiped it off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you hear that Hawk and BJ are in there, yeah. <laughs> But no, yeah, you're right, he doesn't. And then, in fact, um, you know, they're, they're saying how they're going to let the whole camp know about 
Winchester's little secret, and Winchester says, Ha ha, joke's on you, this is my last bottle, and he holds it up like a doof. Oh, and they grabbed it and started pouring it over themselves, mm -hmm. which, I'm like, why would you waste the last bottle of water? Yeah. The other part of that that is kind of a backdrop to the episode is since they have no water, any liquid in the food in the mess oh, tent... Yes. Oh, it was gross. ...has to be milk. So everything is cream. cream. So cream meat and mm. cream corn and cream... Yeah, cream liver, cream weenies. <laughs> you creamed the weenies? <laughs> um, Colonel Potter shares a humorous anecdote about once back in the Ardennes or wherever, wherever he was claiming to have been stationed at that time. The only thing that we had to cook with was wine. Mm. Everybody kept going back up for seconds. <laughs> um, so that's really the the in and out of the the water part. The water yeah. subplot. It was a, it was a very small part of yeah. the show because the big part was Gail Harris, yeah. Lieutenant Gail Harris. Yeah, and you know I I agree that um, you you didn't see women going into being a doctor a lot back then. And, you know, one might be able to just put off, oh, well, that's why people were hating her. But that wasn't the whole reason, no, was it? she was correcting everyone. Mm -hmm. and I actually think she was pushing them because she didn't think she was strong enough. And, in fact, I wrote on here, I think mm -hmm. she was just using the situation to quit. Because she had offered to quit. Oh, well, then I'll just quit. Well, then I'll just quit. Yeah. She said that like three times throughout different parts. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have to work hard for something, you do look for reasons to quit because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when I was went back to school and I was older, so it was hard. Mm -hmm. I had to relearn. I didn't, I didn't you, know you, how to yeah. use a computer, you mm -hmm. know, and I wanted to quit. Yeah. I, I, so I hear it from... Your daughter, she helped you with that one. Yes, <laughs> big time. I, I, I believe part of it was she threatened to quit if you did. <laughs> yes, you know, so I think she had to work hard. And yeah. You see her studying every time mm -hmm. that she's with someone. And Father yeah. Mulcahy worked very hard. They, you can see that they were working close together until they worked to, so close that she gave him an excuse extremely wonderful hug <laughs> yeah and yeah he just you could see him as as the hug went on and on you could see him like get a little uncomfortable and then get a little frightened and just go gail i think you're expecting more out of me than, than I. i'm able to give perhaps you should study with one of the doctors and she was offended by that but yeah hello he's a priest she mm. should have expected that yeah well and okay so you know when, when she was in or and she was working with winchester and she was asking him these questions because she wanted to know she was studying this stuff but she, she was asking in a tone yes she that that made him wrong and her right yes i agree she was not going about it the right way but margaret had to step in and uh, at first, Margaret was on her side, but then uh, Gail Harris was correcting her, too. And Margaret said, you're just going to have to deal with it. And just, that's the way it is. So uh, Harris thought that Margaret hated her. 
So she went to Potter. Well, and be, oh. before she goes to Potter, then we have this bit with oh, Mulcahy. Yes. And then Mulcahy goes to Hawkeye and Because says, he doesn't want her to give up. He yeah. was going to Hawkeye as a friend, not mm -hmm. as a gossip. Yeah. And he says, I, I need help from you in an area that you have some expertise. <laughs> and Hawkeye just... He didn't get it. Money. Uh, I mean, women didn't even come to his mind. Yeah. Cause it's... <laughs> he was saying everything else that mm -hmm. he has expertise in. Yeah. And when Mulcahy finally tells him, I just... I love this scene. It it would have to be my top ten scenes because of the the look on Hawkeye's face. It's just just pure enjoyment of the situation. And he's giving just, her the brush. <laughs> well, <laughs> Father, this is I never expected to be having this conversation with you. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know. I, what the, the the end result of that was um was hawkeye well she went you mean that particular situation yeah. or after she went well, to yeah because then she goes to potter well and well before that what happens well she thinks that hawkeye that father went to gossip to hawkeye and like yeah. told him so she was offended by that and again mm -hmm. threatened to quit. Yeah, be, because, <laughs> because she Hawkeye, thought, well, Hawkeye was coming to her and. To help? Yeah. And, and he had her clothes for him and she did a wonderful job. And that's just it. Everyone said, really good job in there, including mm -hmm. Margaret. <laughs> so for her to go at that point to go see Potter yeah. was her looking for an excuse. Yeah, no, I think you're right because, yeah, then Potter had. Hawkeye and Margaret and Mulcahy in his office and he's going through this whole series of events of I asked her why didn't she go to your head to the head nurse and she said because the head nurse hates me and I said really why is that and she said you don't know everybody knows well I don't know and she Potter went through this whole thing and then at the end do, do you have down what he said to the three at the end I do. Okay, right. What is. So, in the end, after talking to them, he says, in order from Hawkeye to Margaret to uh, Mulcahy, you. Oh, I'm, where is it? I have it here. You stop talking about her. You stop hating her. And you stop dating her. <laughs> Which I thought was so funny. Cause... Yeah. Because none of that was happening. But that's the way Harris was taking it. And I think you're right. Is It was a nice, convenient excuse. Everybody else was giving her a hard time. She didn't have any support at that point. So it was just easier to just give up. Because if she would have just opened up a little, she would have known Margaret's there, Hawkeye mm -hmm. was there, and Father was there, but just not in the way that she needed. Yeah. but And then what came out of that? You know, because then Margaret... Okay, so Margaret, I thought, took a really classy way. Mm -hmm. I just love Margaret. Yeah. Because she's like, I'm going to work you so hard. And she, Harris was like, I can do it. And she said, not just in OR, yeah. but in your studies. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, what? What? Mm -hmm. And she saw the support that Margaret had in her going on with her studies to become a doctor. Mm -hmm. And she accepted... Um, Hawkeyes, but I just I thought it was funny what um, 
Hawkeye came to father because he kept trying uh, to go a little farther with her, and father said, well, some guys have it, and some, some guys, guys don't. Yeah. And I, <laughs> to, to piggyback off of that, a little earlier, during this first exchange between Hawkeye and Mulcahy, um, <laughs> Hawkeye was having some fun at, uh, at the father's expense, and he said, well, I understand why she'd be going after you, father. I mean, all I can give her is a good time. You can give her eternal life. So, <laughs> which is... I liked it, too, because as Hawkeye was tutoring her, he, he made the comment of, yep, she's in a class by herself. <laughs> class of one. And then he, yeah, he, he invited her to a the first annual faculty student mixer at the dean's tent but she had to study he understood it it was cute it was very nice very nice it was very professional yet Mm, fun yeah so i I always enjoy episodes where father mulcahy takes center stage and he really did in this one mm -hmm. in my opinion i mean hawkeye is still a standout character but um mulcahy really steps up out of the background Right. In this well, <laughs> not by choice. No, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like that, which is really, I mean, that's one reason um, at a couple points in my life I'd considered the priesthood, and when I actually talked in uh, college to um, the, like, the recruiter. Sister Laura, too, right? Oh. The, yeah, I don't remember who it was, Father, he's down here Long? now. Yeah, yep, I think Tom so. Long. Yeah, um, he's nice. I think it was to him. I was mentioning something akin to you know it would be really neat if I if I got into the priesthood if then I could also serve for a while. He wasn't too sure about that, but it was Mulcahy that made me wanna. Oh really? If I was gonna do one, I wanted to be able to do the other to serve. But then that then, church it, then and it wouldn't be diocesan. I don't. think. No. I'm not really sure how that works. Yeah, neither am I, but obviously it Yeah, obviously it happens. Because, yeah, you know, Catholic soldiers still need to be served as much as others. I think you apply for something like that, because Mm -hmm. I know Tom is applying to go on cruises. Mm, Okay, there you go. (laughs) But yeah, you know, that it, and I think it was episodes like this that really drew me into that. Right, because... Mulcahy is serving both his faith and his country, and right, it's in a, a really wonderful neat mix. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You see him working a lot with Mother, with Sister Teresa, which yeah. I love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, anything else about this episode? Now that I've gone on, no, a I'm on big to tangent. the <laughs> next one already. Okay, which um, has a lot of notes. So. Yeah, yeah, I took a fair amount too. So let's close out this episode. Uh, guest stars. Not a lot. We had Alexandra Stoddard as Lieutenant Gail Harris. Jeff Maxwell as Igor. Serving the food again. Yep. And Kelly Nakahara as Nurse Kelly. The production code on this one was S608. So this was only show uh, shown one episode out of order. The writers credited as Thad Mumford and Dan Wilcox. Director Charles S. Dubin. Original air date October 29th. 1979. Alright, on to Season 8, Episode 8. Private Finance. Uh, The two real plots here. First, we open with Klinger and Rosie's, and he's telling some tall tale to a couple of other guys about 
how he won the baseball game back home. And uh, this, the, the daughter of the laundry woman, uh, Oxen Lee is the girl, comes in all dolled up. And trashy dolled up. Yeah, not she's pretty dolled up. <laughs> no, yeah, she's um, hooker esque. Yes, yes, she is attempting to obtain money by other means than being the laundry lady. And Klinger, knowing her, gets in the middle of this and stops her and uh, takes her outside, offers to uh, help her out, and her mother comes right then as he's trying to hand her money, and that basically encompasses that part of the plot, is Hooks and Lee's mother just keeps seeing Klinger throughout this episode as this person who is trying to buy her daughter's... yeah? And... The whole episode plot revolving around those two deals with everybody trying to keep Uxun Lee's mother from murdering Klinger. <laughs> the other side of this is um, a kid comes into the 4077th. He has a bad bully belly wound. He's going into shock. And uh, he forces Hawkeye to promise him that the money he has will be returned to his family if he doesn't make it. Hawkeye agrees. Um, he doesn't make it. And then after surgery, Klinger comes in with the money belt, and it has $8,873, which is more than an enlisted man should have. And furthermore, it's in real green U.S. currency. All the money over there is in scrip, this is in real currency. That was a lot of money. Yeah, so it, it was pretty obvious even then that he was getting this through illicit means. But Hawkeye didn't believe it. Oh, mm -hmm. sorry. You're no, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye didn't believe it because he had this baby face, and so... He kept calling it Norman Rockwell. Yeah, they the, the whole episode, right up until the end, basically just going through this series of he couldn't have done it, he didn't seem capable of it um hawkeye talks to a couple of his squad mates or his unit mates and even after that no no there's no way sends the money back to the kids folks the kids folks send it back to hawkeye saying we heard about what eddie did we don't know what happened to eddie but that wasn't him you used the money for something there which was a perfect timing mm -hmm, because the two plots come together. Uxun Lee was trying to get money so that she could take her and her mother south, away from Pusan. the fighting. Well, all of a sudden, they, they were trying to figure out a way to get this money together, and it was just too much. Well, all of a sudden, Hawkeye gets this big windfall, and uh, they use like 500 of it to... Send them to Pusan. Yeah. And then they have roughly 8,000 left, and the post-commercial scene is them trying to figure out who to give the rest of the money to. And, and something uh, else happens we'll talk about later that yeah. I just laugh so hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, those are the two plots. That's how they come together. So, um... <laughs> but I do like when, uh... Do you say Sunli or... Oksunli. Yeah. Um, when her mother chases Klinger with a... For, or a pitchfork 
And, um... Yeah. And Klinger's like, Help! Colonel Potter! Help! <laughs> yeah. And he says, In... Put that fell fork down! <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Klinger is trying to barricade himself with different office furniture because Uxin Lee's mom comes into his office. She's standing between her mom and Klinger, but yeah, then Klinger calls for Colonel Potter, who almost gets speared by this thing. <laughs> and, take your uh, mother and tell her to take her salad fork home. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... I, I really liked that scene out of this episode because... Um, this episode has a lot of great scenes. Yeah, but at first... You know, Klinger is explaining what's going on to Colonel Potter, and Colonel Potter goes, "You what?" and came around behind the tines of the pitchfork and grabbed it with Uxin Lee's <laughs> mom and started advancing on Klinger. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> you better be telling the truth. It's like, oh my god. Everyone kind of turned on Klinger in this episode. <laughs> Colonel it's Potter's gonna murder Klinger. And at one point, you think Margaret's going to murder Klinger. Yeah. And... But, you know, in the end, they all knew that, um... He was innocent. Yeah. Hooks and Lee's mom took some, uh, convincing. Because at one point, when Hawkeye is trying to write this letter to Eddie Hastings' parents... That's the man who died with the money. Mm-hmm. He's finding it very hard, because he's trying to explain where the money came from without saying where the money came from. And so he's having to phrase things a lot. Like, um, he said, Mr. and Mrs. Hastings, uh, several of Eddie's fellow soldiers said that they'll never forget him. And they'll be him forever in his debt. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he was euphemistically talking about this. And he was having a real hard time with it. And Klinger comes running into the swamp as... Hawkeye's trying to write the letter, and he's in his civilian garb again with a feather stole around his neck and his army helmet, which really didn't help the outfit. I <laughs> know. And uh, he asked to hide out in the swamp. I love Charles' line at that point. No, Klinga, get out there and let that poor old woman have a fair shot at you. <laughs> I thought it was funny that he came dressed in that attire just yeah. because Laura, mm -hmm. my daughter, Chris's wife, yep. um, was watching with us and said, I miss Klinger in his dresses. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> so in he comes in his dress. and Yeah, it was interesting. And Klinger does hide out there. Finally, they, they do work through it, you know, again. And uh, I, I think having the funds to help Books and Lee and her mom had self probably helped oh yes they would have come up with the funds i think they would have went around and collected yeah somehow they would have but not this much maybe so yeah. this is enough where they can start a good life there mm -hmm. where they're going yeah yeah one part I didn't understand about this episode is what's Klinger doing? He's got way too much work to do, and then he's the bartender at the old club. You know, I'm guessing that they just that they just rotate through there anyway. I mean, Mulcahy's oh. in there, Igor's in there. Oh. You see BJ do it every once in a while. So maybe they do just rotate. Yeah. 
I never thought of that. Yeah, I'm guessing. Because, yeah, you see a lot of different people being the bartender there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's officially how it's supposed to work, because there's an episode where there's a general there talking about the Oak Club, and they don't have an official uh, military-licensed bartender, so it get, like he uses that to shut it down for a while, but... Okay. Yeah, you know, it just... I, I think they just rotate through. Okay. Yeah. I do agree, though. It, it seemed like... Out, oh, of, oh. out of place. Although I will say, in these two episodes, Klinger seems to have finally settled into his job, because there are no more... Ah, oh, Klinger! There are, yeah, and there are no more <laughs> mounds of paperwork. It looks like a normal office again, finally. So, that's nice to see. Um, I don't know that I actually have a lot else. I think I, I mentioned... Pretty much everything here. Um, I like when they were in the bar and um, Hawkeye came in complaining. And I thought Bruno I saw Potter this. Said, this is happy hour. Angry hour doesn't start till ten. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that because yeah. Yeah. I like happy hour. I go out early. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that was neat. Um, but yeah, after that. Yeah. After the ending part we have to talk. Yeah. About. After they've given. Um, the money. Luke Lee and her mom money. They have about, again, about 8,000 left. And so, in the swamp, you have the doctors and Klinger arguing about where to use the money. Winchester wants to give it to the Boston Symphony Orchestra. Um, you know, I think Mother Teresa's orphanage came up. I think the, um, Red, the, Cross. the Red Cross came up. And they're just arguing back and forth, and then finally Hawkeye goes, that's it! We're split. Everybody gets it. Eddie, wherever you are, whether you know it or not, you finally did, did good. good. So yeah, that was that, then, that was a neat ending. Yeah, it was a neat ending, but a better part of the ending was um, they were standing outside and Klinger was out there. And, oh, and, that's um, before that, yeah. Father Mulcahy and... Um, when they're sending Potter, books and they're Lee. sending their family off to wherever they're going. Yeah. And Sung Lee came and gave Klinger a kiss on the cheek, and Klinger looked up and said, "Oh, what the heck!" And, and went over yeah. and kissed her mother on the and, cheek. And her mother just like she stared at him for a second, and like, then it was almost fear at first. Like, is she gonna mm -hmm. attack me again? Yeah, and she just. Then she got this big giggle. Giggles like, and, <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. so adorable. It was great. To see the little yeah. old lady who was probably in her 30s, you know, mm -hmm. because. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the only other note I have is when Hawkeye and BJ are working on Eddie Hastings, because it was a, according to Hawkeye, a four uh, hand job. Um, they lose him on the table. Margaret's monitoring his vitals. And, you know, she lost we lost the pulse. Uh, and then Hawkeye starts doing CPR. Uh, BJ is handling the the uh, ambu bag, and you know they just they they aren't getting him back. And Hawkeye's taking it really, really personally with this kid, which he takes all of them personally. But every once in a while we see just how personally that is. Afterward, he and BJ are just spent. 
because a i think you know that takes a lot out of you you know they were both working very hard on him and yeah after the adrenaline spike of trying to do cpr in the middle of all this it was just a lot um and potter says to them you know we saved 22 boys today you have to put eddie out of your mind and that's when Klinger comes in about the money and holding up these two giant wads. It's like of it didn't fit bills. in the. I was going to put it in my money safe, but it wouldn't fit. Because <laughs> you know, remember the the script is like three three and a half inches long. And money is big. Yeah, you know, like maybe five. It just it wouldn't fit. Um, but that's the only thing that I wanted to mention is you know Potter was the the grounding force at that point. And we see this classic Hawkeye again, where he takes death personally. Uh, like yes. in the general's practitioner, you know, don't let the win. Right. Who is he talking about? Death. death. So, do you have anything else from this No, episode? I don't. I have a lot of notes, but I, we covered it all. Yeah. You know, I think we've just gotten to the point in the series where I don't... I, I think you have to hunt pretty hard to find a bum episode because we have the characters right you know we this is it this the is development them. is done mm, the first like four seasons was building them up the middle four seasons was really getting to growing them. into them mm -hmm. you know and now we're we're mature characters we're at that point where i'm sure they just slip in and out of character pretty easily and they know who they're going to be. So. And I like the person Margaret became. Yes. And oh. I would have never guessed that at the beginning when we started. You know. You know, you yeah. go for a, a oh, she, I can't stand her. Not really that, but, you know, no. she's a person that I wouldn't hang around with. Yeah, to no, yeah. someone I would be proud to hang around with. Yeah. You know. You know, if, if I had to compare the two longest running cast members, Hawkeye and Margaret, uh. You know, Loretta Swit and Alan Alden. To me, I like Alan Alda better. <laughs> yeah, I, I love his character, but if I watch the progression of them through the series, I like Loretta Swit's character better. Because be she grows. So because much. she grows. And Hawkeye's really stays within this little kind of boundary. He doesn't grow much. And in fact, his character goes sideways. I mean, we've seen this already, and it becomes a thing that's recurring more and more as we get into these later seasons, where he starts having that mental breaks. Right. You know, and it just instead of growing, he just balls Regresses. it up. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. I mean. We, we see that that happens with doctors. We see that specifically. But every person he loses, he takes it so personally. Yeah. And in a situation like this, you're going to lose people. Mm -hmm. You and can't it, take it personally, and but he, just, he does. And he wraps it up. Right. And that his character doesn't really grow as much as Margaret's. And that's why I have to say that I like Margaret's character better. Yeah. yeah. So... She finds healthy outlets. I right. Guess. She, she lets things out. She finds ways to deal with it. Where Hawkeye just puts it into a martini glass and then drinks it, right. which doesn't help. So, 
But th those are different episodes. Uh, let's close out this one. Okay. Unless you had. Nope. I'm good. Okay. A uh, few fun facts from the wiki that we use. This episode also features credits that say also starring Gary Berghoff as Radar. In fact, if you watch the season, that's on there throughout. Because I guess he was on there for two, well, for four or five episodes. So. So he gets full credit? He gets also starring credit. You know, oh. that's kind of like um, uh, Star Trek, which would have been on roughly this. Well, it would have been on before, before MASH started. Um, you had starring William Shatner, also starring Leonard Nimoy. Oh. Which, as far as I understand, means that you get to pay them less. Because okay. they're also starring. But he was a regular cast member still. Okay. Um, considering the episode's title, odd that the character that this show revolves around is Corporal Eddie Hastings, as opposed to Private Eddie Hastings private enterprise although i'm sure that's just a matter of a play on words oh, okay. more than anything uh, in the syndicated edited version the detailing of hastings crooked ways are edited out so all you heard was then he started hanging around some of the crumbs of the outfit and next thing you know he was stealing everyone blind which hardly seemed to justify his comrades enmity but the regular unedited version of the episode gives you the whole story which we saw where they talk oh. about, and if you didn't pay him, he had some Korean friends who would come and break your legs. Well, so that wasn't in the TV version? That's how I'm reading oh, this. that's how I'm reading it, too. Yeah. Okay. Guest stars recurring cast. We see Shizu Hoshi as Mrs. Lee, Uxun Lee's mother. Dennis Kumagai as Uxun Lee. Mark Colleghi as Corporal Eddie Hastings, Joy DePinto as Sergeant Crossetti, one of Hastings' uh, squad mates, Philip Sims as Corporal Vitello, Vitello, another one of his squad mates, Art Evans as Corporal Dolan, Mark Harrison as a soldier, James Emery as a soldier, and an uncredited appearance by Jennifer Davis. The production code was S605. Oh, so it was earlier. Yeah. The writer, Dennis Koenig. Director, Charles S. Dubin. And the original air date was November 5th, 1979. <laughs> and once I... I'm fighting off the same cold that Ryan and you and oh, everybody yeah. had. Uh, once I... <clears throat> okay, so I need to clear that up because... Now I'm going to go into my normal spiel. All right. Uh, thank you for tuning in week after week. If this is your first time tuning in and you would like to listen to other episodes that we've recorded, you can do so by going over to iTunes or your favorite podcast application. Just look for Whiskey and Mash. You'll find us there. You can subscribe to our podcast feed and get every new episode downloaded directly to your device automatically. And you'll also find all our past episodes out there as well. You can find us on Stitcher Radio by the same name, Whiskey and Mash, or if you don't do the podcast thing or the Stitcher Radio thing, if you do the MP3 thing, maybe that's how you found us, you can head over to our website, narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. Go to the podcast link, go to the Whiskey and Mash page, and there on the page are linked all the raw MP3 files of all of our episodes, past and present 
and eventually future, but we're not there yet. Hello, future people. <laughs> you can download those MP3 files from the website or stream them directly on the web, and then you can listen to us there. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like to connect with us on that same page with our MP3 files, there are two links. One to our Facebook page. Go there, like us. Uh, like our episode comments. Whenever I post a new episode, I try and copy over the text about it onto the Facebook page so you know that we've posted a new episode. Like that, comment on it, send us a message, let us know that you're out there. Otherwise, you can also email us. There's an email link on the project page at narclanic.com. Again, let us know you're out there. We would love to know that. If you want to help support this podcast, if you liked it enough to do that, the best thing you can do to support this podcast is to share it with a friend, a family member, a co-worker, an enemy. We don't mind. That's fine. <laughs> Anyone you know who you think would like to listen to us ramble on for 30 to 45 minutes, share the, this podcast with them. And also, you could also leave a review out there on like iTunes, you know, oh. so that other people can find our podcast. Okay. Until next time, I'm Chris. I'm Gloria. And have a good week. Have a good week. I don't know what the spoon is from, but that's my teaspoon. Okay, making sure it wasn't technically a tablespoon. I use the tablespoon for my tea, which is handy because it's sitting on the table. I kind of thought it was a frosting spoon. So you must have frosting spoons all over the house. Oh, yeah. Well, I normally have a thing of iced tea sitting right here, and then I just spoon it into my water. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.